1: It's championship weekend in college football. The Pac-12 takes center stage Friday night. Then you get wall-wall games on Saturday. So this guy is going to be dialed in. This guy's ready to rock and roll. Our good pal from the Barstool College Football Pick'em show. The podcast that's worldwide, nationwide, Oprez, Big Cat, and a guy by the name of rico bosco rico my boy how you doing what's happening pal
2: doing good doing good jj what's going on
1: rico let's get to these college football rankings before we dive into a couple of these games the way it shakes out right now Good feel obviously if georgia wins they're in but if we get a utah win and we get a boomer sooner win who gets that final spot
2: uh, well, it's interesting you say that. Uh, so, are you? And I've heard it a lot. Are we saying that uh that Baylor is completely dead? No, 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 no.
1: So you could throw Baylor in there as well. I mean, Baylor, Oklahoma winner. I agree with you. They're a live team in the game. They almost beat them the first time they played. Throw Baylor in there. Baylor, Oklahoma, Utah. If we have one winner in the Pac-12, one winner Big 12, who right now has the edge though, as far as the resume?
2: If Oklahoma wins, I think they'll put Oklahoma in. If Baylor wins, I think they'll put Utah in because they are very heavy on the eye test, which I don't fully understand. Um, you know, I, I get it. I mean, you know, you say, oh, a team looks really good and that's great and everything, but their non conference wins BYU, uh, Northern Illinois, Idaho State, you know, um, Utah's resume, aside from this Oregon win if they get it, which we'll cover later on, uh, is not really impressive at all. The Pac-12, their best teams are seven and five. You know, it's anarchy over there. I think the Big 12 as a conference has been better. Um, I love Baylor this year. I hit their win total. I hit them to the prop to reach the Big 12 championship game. Um, So I don't know why people are ruling out Baylor, uh, but I think that eye test is what seems to be the big thing for the committee. And I think they'll put Utah in if it's, uh, if it's Utah-Baylor, but if it's Oklahoma, um, I don't know. That, that one's going to be really interesting. I, I think they'll put in Oklahoma, but again, Oklahoma's led a ton of teams back into uh, to games. You know what I mean? So, um, fourth spot is really an, an interesting debate. I'm, I'm really happy to see how it shakes out. Rico
1: was all over Auburn last week. I thought they were going to win the game outright. That ends up being an instant classic in the Iron Bowl. Let me just throw a hypothetical at you. If Alabama had won that game and Alabama was a one-loss team not playing here on Championship Saturday, you think they'd have a realistic chance of getting
2: in? Yeah, because there's SEC bias. But the thing that I've, I've said for weeks, you know, trying to – like I was ready to go to war here for, the, for this Saturday, thinking Alabama was only going to have one loss. You know, the, the, uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Everything's going to break their way. Everybody's going to let them in. A ton of people are going to say, oh, well, who's the team you don't want to play? It's Alabama. But I remind you of four or five years ago, three, four years ago, whatever it was, you know, well, well, for the last three or four years, where the Pac-12 and the Big 12 never got the benefit of the doubt because teams would say, um, oh, you don't play defense, or how can you give up 40? How can you give up 50? Well, guess what? Bama just did the same thing. You know what I mean? No more key wins, got throttled by LSU, even if they won that game versus Auburn, gave up a ton of points to Auburn, so where is... And people could say there's no SEC bias. That, that's the case right there. For years, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 used to get throttled. Oh well, they play high-scoring games. This and that. Well, hold on. You have to then hold the SEC accountable for that. You know what I mean? It's and it's not. It just doesn't happen. You know. I could. If Alabama won that Iron Bowl, they'd be right there, which makes no sense to me. Didn't win its own division. Didn't win its own conference. Got killed in the two big games on their defensive end um, versus LSU and and. Uh, and Auburn, it's it just, it's interesting. You know, they, they need to reevaluate themselves and be like, you know what? Maybe we do have an SEC bias because they do. It's, it's so factual.
1: Rico, let's dive into these games. Friday night, Oregon and Utah. I think this line is completely out of whack. And I think the reason this line got juiced up is you've had Utah put together a bunch of dominant performances in a row. And I think the lasting image a lot of people have of Oregon is that game against Arizona State a couple weeks ago when Hermit was in the boys, won that game outright at home. I figured that line was going to be anywhere from 2.5 to 3. Utah, the slightest of favorites. Now you look, it's 5.5, it's 6.5. To me, that line, you agree, disagree, a little bit out of whack.
2: Definitely out of whack. That's the thing You know that uh, that I wrote down in my notes is, is – uh, What's really changed here all of a sudden? Like, yeah, you, you know, Oregon looked like crap against Arizona State, but these teams have been neck and neck all season. Um, and all of a sudden we got Utah as a, as a seven-point favorite or a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. So, uh, Oregon's defense still really good. You know, they got up off the deck last week. It was ugly against Oregon State, but that's what's going to happen in a rivalry game. Uh, I see this coming down to the final field goal. Taking seven, seven points is a lot here. I, I lean ducks. Uh, as well I I know you're on them as well
1: I am on them to win the Pac-12 we're gonna need a little luck we're gonna have to hope that that duck Juju I had in the NCAA tournament and in the Pac-12 tournament in college basketball is now gonna carry over Rico because they were a cover machine last year I don't know if you remember this in the tournament Pac-12 I counted him at like five to one to win it they end up winning, like, four or five games in a row, and then they covered every single game they played in the tournament. So, listen, I don't have much to root for with my alma mater this year. Syracuse is a joke in football. They're a joke this year in basketball. It's the worst I've ever seen them. So, I'm all aboard the duck attack, man. I need
2: some to root for. So, I'll, ducks fly together, bro. Let's go. Yeah, there was a rumor out in Vegas. I, I may or may not have uh, got some word from, uh, from somebody out there. Is it true you and Spread Investor were diving into a little uh... – pond in front of one of the casinos acting like ducks. You I might so- have been quacking. I
1: mean, listen, yeah. anything, you know this, Rico, anything can happen out in Vegas. I mean, maybe I'm in the Bellagio Fountains. Maybe I'm at the Encore Beach Club, even though in March, it's a little too cold for the Encore Beach Club, but really, it's never too cold for the Encore Beach Club. All right, Rico, let's get to this Big 12 title game. Good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Baylor, Oklahoma, and I think the line is fair. It's around nine, nine and a half. Here's my question. What team is showing up for Beller? The team that was up big in the first half of that game or the team that got completely dominated and choked the big lead in the second half? Like, is Oklahoma just going to be able to flex the way they did and kind of carry that over? Or do you think the first half is more telling for what these two teams are at this point in time?
2: Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's a great question, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, C.D. Lamb, is a huge uh, addition for Oklahoma. They somehow managed to win that game. Obviously, huge collapse. They outgained it by like 200 yards. Baylor, it looked like they couldn't do anything in that second half. So Lamb is a huge help. Um, but I remind everybody that that uh, Oklahoma hasn't put up put away nearly anybody this season. You know, you're looking through. They had that close win against Texas. Obviously, they lost to Kansas State. They gave up a ton of points in the fourth quarter to Iowa State. Um, they, they had a four-point game against TCU, who I've been fading all season. They looked okay last week against Oklahoma State in a 34-16 win, but they don't really put anybody away. Um, Rule seems to, to thrive as an underdog here. Tough though, because Oklahoma at any point, like you said, could just that that team song starts hitting and, and they're in the 40s and 50s, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Um, but Baylor's been stout all season. I'm impressed by their defense, which is a rarity in the Big 12. I lean the nine here, um, but it's not going to be on my card. I'm going to enjoy the game, but I do think Baylor is a live dog. I like the nine. I think they can win the game, um, but I've been high on them all season.
1: Our good pal Rico Bosco from the College Football Podcast on Ballstool Sports with the Prez and, of course, Big Cat and all the fellas there. And Rico, the game of the day, without a doubt. Georgia and LSU, 4 o'clock, down in Atlanta. SEC title game, Georgia got their hearts broken last year against Alabama in this exact same spot, and this line has skyrocketed. It's now at seven. We know Coach O and LSU have been cover machines. They embarrassed Texas A&M last week, and there are questions about Georgia. Pickens, Swift, is the offense going to look the same? Fromm has not had a great year by any stretch. How do you break down this SEC title game with a Georgia team that, let's be honest, Needs this game a heck of a lot more than
2: LSU. Way more. Um, the two trends you touched on, Georgia as a dog, they're 5-0 and against the spread with three outright wins in their past five games as a dog. Um, and Ed O, if he's playing somebody who's not named Alabama, he's 13-2-1 against top ten teams um, against the spread. So two teams that are, are thriving um, in, in both roles. You mentioned a couple weeks ago you were leaning that you think Georgia can win the game outright, I find that hard to do with a banged up swift um I also think just just burrow is is just out playing from like even if he has a bad day he'll figure it out. You know what I mean like it's one of those years, like a guy out of nowhere, you know I think he was like two hundred to one to win the Heisman. It just seems like it's his year. I also think these kids, um as cliche as it sounds, have rallied around Coach o I know that doesn't really you know matter for the the spread per se because they can win close um But LSU's been been start to finish impressive. The devil's advocate thing that I will say is, has LSU played the stinker at all this year? You know what I mean? Like, everybody throws a stinker. We saw it with uh, Oregon against Arizona State. We saw it with Utah against USC. We saw Oklahoma against Kansas State. Like, everybody has that one where you're like, who the hell is this team? Maybe LSU is above that. But just keep it in your head to be like... Nobody avoids the stinker. You know what I mean? Um, or, or maybe they do. And that LSU team is really talented. But that's the one thing I would say devil's advocate. With all that said, I lean LSU here laying the seven. I think their offense is really good. I think Georgia has the banged-up injuries. Um, but it would not surprise me if this is a dogfight like it always is in the SEC championship. Rico, before we
1: get to your best bets for championship weekend, the two games at night are brutal. Ohio State taking on Wisconsin. Clemson taking on Virginia. I mean, we're talking hefty spread, hefty number, you name it. Who has a better chance of making this game competitive? Is it Wisconsin against Ohio State, Virginia against Clemson?
2: I don't think either as a short answer, but if I had to pick uh, for that, I would say Wisconsin, and I love Ohio State. I'm holding them to win the championship. I think that I was on them early. I was like, this team's better than everyone's saying. Um, But I just think it's in Wisconsin's DNA to maybe run the ball and shorten the game. I'm not impressed at all by Virginia. I think they're a one-trick pony with uh, Perkins. And I think this Clemson team quietly, quietly is being disrespected, as crazy as that sounds. You know, like uh, defending national champs, been there for the last four or whatever it is, um, and they're they're three now all of a sudden, you know what I mean, um, in the rankings. So uh, I don't think Virginia has a, a chance. I've seen Clemson's defense take way too many people out of games. Um, But I I think if you had to make me pick, Wisconsin keeps that closer than Virginia. I don't think Virginia has a chance.
1: All right, Rico. Not a moment we've been waiting for. It's championship weekend. It's the second to last time you're going to be making picks until we get to bowl season where we're going to have 10,000 games to choose from. But for this final weekend of college football, Friday, Saturday, what's on the card, my man?
2: All right. So the first one is uh, Memphis, Cincinnati over 57 and a half. So this is a rematch from last week. There were 58 points put in that game. Um, but the thing to note was that uh, Memphis was one of four in the red zone, and Cincy was three of five. So a lot of points left on the, the table there. Um, two offenses combined for close to 70, uh, 845 yards combined. The defenses allow 45 um, and 746 yards. So no, no real um, lights-out defense. I've watched a ton of Memphis. Um, I watched, I was, I was rooting for Memphis the last two years in those championship games against UCF. The thing of note here, John, is that Memphis, um, one, they've been with Norvell now in three championship games. They're no afraid, not afraid of this spotlight. I think their offense is clicking. Um, the kid Taylor is back, um, as, as well as Gainwell. They got a really good team, but, uh, last year they blew a 24 seven and then they were up 38 21 to UCF. So no lead is safe here for Memphis. Don't for any second think that they'll say, all right, we're good. They're going to keep piling on. Um, I expect a ton of points in this game, more so from Memphis. I love this over 57 and a half. Love it. Um, I like Hawaii, Boise over 64 and a half. Um, the first matchup between these two was 59-37. I've watched more Hawaii than, than most people on the island, uh, and I mean the island out west, than, than, than most people in the country. To be honest with you, uh, I have Hawaii 30-1 to one to win this conference. Uh, I'm hedging huge because I think Boise, obviously a two-touchdown favorite, is going to win. Um, but Hawaii will keep throwing it. Uh, Boise's defense has shown some nicks recently. Um, but I think this is a ton of points, a lot of throws, a lot of points. I like the over 64-and-a-half. Uh, we touched on Clemson. I like Clemson in the first half. I'm worried about the game a little bit. If Gabo pulls the starters, doesn't want anybody to get hurt. But I like the first half minus 17. Um, I think Clemson rocks them, and I would lean the Ducks plus six and a half. I'll give you that one out. Um, I like I said, I, I think it's just a uh, a wrong line. You know, all of a sudden Utah's a touchdown favorite. These two teams are equal in my eyes. I'm, I'm not uh, not comfortable laying the six and a half with uh, with Utah. So uh, I'm on Oregon. The great
1: Rico Bosco, Barstool Sports, College Football, Pick 'em. He'll be making that transition to college basketball before you know it, but Rico, We got to have a big weekend, my friend. And the next time we're having a conversation, we'll be breaking down ten thousand bowl games. We got to pick. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun sorting through these local student newspapers, trying to figure out which kids are sitting out, John. That's always uh, a, that's uh, the absolute uh, ridiculous.
1: <laughs> is that like the a, Is that like an annual rite of passage for you? You like reading college newspapers to kind of figure out what the hell's going on?
2: Well, that I call. I might, call, I may or may not call SIDs from block numbers or hey, payphones. Hey, you got to you know the guy, right, Rico? You, <laughs> you got to know the guy. Always. Listen, it's all in the hustle, all in the game, as they say in, uh, in The Wire. It's all in the game.
1: Rico, you're the best. Enjoy my friend. We'll chat in a couple weeks, all right? All right, you got it.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?